Verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Five, commit. Somebody say commit. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindiction like the noonday sun. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But you have to commit your way to the Lord and trust in him and he will do this. Spirit of the living God, Thank you so much for your presence being so evident, not only in this house and in this moment, but in our lives, in our homes, in our cars, God, in our hearts, our minds, in our eye gates, in our ear gates. God, we thank you for being so evident in our lives that we can't escape from you. We can only become closer to you. So God, tonight, let us have an ear to hear and a heart to receive the word of God. We love you appreciate you and we await your word and everybody said amen and amen you may be seated on your way seated look at somebody and say fire and desire say fire and desire not the drake version <laughs> not not lionel not lionel rich uh not rick rick james for all my my seasoned saints just fire and desire. Um, it's so funny to preach to young adults. I get to use so many creative titles because y'all will get it. <laughs> remember, um, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the sermon I preached? Um, remember when I did Thirst Trap? Y'all was like, thirst trap? I know what that is. And y'all, after the sermon, y'all was like, oh, I might have been a thirst trap. I, I might have been a part of a thirst trap. And then I did cuffing season. Remember cuffing season? And we was like, oh, I've been cuffed up with any and everything and every season. And now we are here. Well, last week we did, we did friend goals, and that was catchy. That was fun. Now we in fire and desire. Pastor Lincoln, what you doing? <laughs> all these crazy titles, I promise you, by the time you leave this place and by the time you log off, you're going to be like, I got fire and desire. Amen? So listen, desire in its simplest definition is a strong feeling or wanting to have something, whereas in fire is a chemical combustion. Just in its simplest definition, fire is a, is a chemical combustion. But fire is also a tool to refine. It's a tool to refine. And refining, when, 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 people, when uh, people refine something, it's to remove, in, to remove impurities and unwanted elements from a substance. It's to improve by making small changes. But in order to make the small change, they have to throw it into the fire, and it has to stay inside the fire for a certain amount of time in order for it to become flexible. You put metal into to something really hot for a long time, that metal starts to become flexible. 
And sometimes we put, uh, if, we, if you try to fix something that's metal or you send it to a jeweler, they're going to put it in fire because they have to refine it. They have to improve it. They have to make small improvements. Y- y'all with me? Y'all, y'all with me? So refining, it is so easy to misunderstand the word desire. It's, it's easy to misunderstand that desire is only based on sexual intimacy, but actually this word desire can also be the refining of the fire where we truly feel the improving and the removing of impurities inside of us, inside of us. For this text, it asks us to do something. It asks us to commit. (laughs) It asks us to commit. The, the, The Scripture said, commit your way meaning let your way go and let your will go and desire the way and the will of God and God will in return fulfill your desires because they are aligned with his will. And what I've come to find out is sometimes depending on the seasons, we're not really aligned with the will of God. We, we often get aligned with so many random things, and we wonder why our life is so random. Why is stuff, why is stuff randomly happening? It's because I'm not aligned with God, because God's will will keep me in perfect peace. It's a, it's a straight and narrow path, but at least it's straight. At least it's a path that I can see. He'll be a lamp unto my feet. Because when we're aligned with so many other crazy things, when we're aligned with Fox News, it's going to be stressful. When we align with CNN, it's going to be stressful. When we even align with our jobs more than we are with God, your job is going to be, okay, stressful. It's going to be stressful. So the question is, are we willing to align with God or are we going to keep trying to get outside of the route that he has put before us because our desires are not linked up with his. Our desires are our own fleshly desires, and because our fleshly desires don't align up with God, we are going to get a lot of fleshly outcomes. We're going to get a lot of fleshly outcomes. But God is asking us to commit. He's asking us to commit. And I want you to write this this point down. If you got your phone, if you got a piece of paper, note, write this down. God's will requires unmitigated commitment requires unmitigated commitment. I want us to walk through a story. Can we walk through a story tonight? (laughs) I want us to walk through a story. So in the book of Daniel, uh, uh, chapter 3, there was a king named Nebuchadnezzar and a golden image. He built this golden image to be worshipped and all this different, that, this, that, and the third. And he wanted people to come worship it. And with this uh, creation of the image, the king announced that anyone that would not fall down and worship the golden image would be cast into the flames of the fiery furnace. What have, what have we fallen down? Woo, what have we fallen down in worship because we're not willing to deal with the heat? Because you see, a lot of people who were actually serving God actually fell down on their knees because they did not want to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Our desires, if they don't align, will have us end up falling on our knees worshiping something we were never meant to worship. 
If we're not aligned with God's peace, we'll end up falling down on our knees to worship our depression. Y'all with me? If, 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 our, if we are not aligned with God, and if we don't have unmitigated commitment, we will find ourselves falling down on our knees, worshiping any and everything. Any and everything. Because you see, our desires are so carnal. We want cars. We want, we want the job. We want this. We want that. We want stuff that heaven don't got nothing to do with. <laughs> we want so many random things because these things bring us status, but none of these things bring us peace. All them th- a house has a mortgage. <laughs> a car has a car note. We want it, but when that bill comes, you see, there's desire. We have a desire for those things. But when the bill comes, oh, the fire is a little too hot. <laughs> Y'all with me now? <laughs> yeah, it's a little hot. So I am committing myself to so many carnal things, and I'm wondering why it's so hard for me to press in and open up my Bible and go into my prayer time because I am not aligned with God. I'm aligned with everything outside of Him, and I find myself falling down on my knees, worshiping a golden image, a golden image of a perfect life, golden image of a perfect spouse, a perfect boyfriend, a perfect uh, child, because some of us, some of y'all got bad kids. They not bad. They just, I heard a preacher say they in beta. <laughs> That's good. Wasn't that good? Yeah, Pastor, Pastor uh, Stephen Furtick, he said that your kids might not be bad. They might just be in beta. Beta means it's in the beginning stages, and you just got to wait on the next version of your kids, but you got to work on the next version of your kids. Because if you're not working on them, who working on them? Who, 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 who's, oh, I ain't going to talk about it. So, so the fact of the matter is <laughs> we, our desires are so carnal that we have fallen and bowed down to things in order to escape the fire because we aren't committed. We aren't committed to God. We desire to escape, watch this, the refiner. It's not the heat that we're, we're trying to escape the person who allows the heat to happen, but the heat is there to mold us. Not, not destroy us, but mold us. The pressure is there to make us into diamonds, not dirty rocks. But because we have the desire to be successful, because we have the desire to do this, that, and the third, and none of those desires align up with God, we find ourselves being crushed by the pressures of life. We find ourselves being burnt and smolded by the pressures of our, our, our own mindsets of, I need to get rich now, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to be doing this. No, no, no. You need to be in the Word of God so that you can have something to stand on when everything else around you is on fire. I'm a priest today. See, because refining exposes the imperfections and the impurities. That's why we don't want to be refined, because the refining exposes the darkest parts that God is actually trying to fix. The, the refining exposes our past mistakes. The refining exposes our past relationships. The, ref, the, the, the refining exposes our old sex stories and our old sex lives, because we don't want to deal with the refiner, we will escape from him and we will still end up the same old dirty jewelry. We'll end up the same old dirty person. 
because we don't want to feel the heat. We got the desire, but we don't want to deal with the fire. The fire exposes the second layer of the skin, the most susceptible area of ourselves. God is trying to refine us so we can be able to withstand the fire. He's trying to create a certain level of, um, I want to call it tough skin, because you need, <laughs> you need tough skin fooling with the Lord. <laughs> the Lord will put you in any and everything. The best part about it is he won't put you into something that he knows you won't handle. So if he's putting you into it, obviously you can handle it. Obviously you can handle it. A lot of us are walking around today saying, I can't deal with this. I can't handle it. No, no, no. You can deal with it and you can handle it. You're just in the hands of the refiner. You just got to trust what's happening to you. It's actually good for you. Because the reality is he would not put us into a situation where we don't win. But you got to play all four quarters. <laughs> You're going to win, but you got to play all four quarters. Ain't that messed up? Man, I know that I'm going to get the trophy at the end, but I still got to go out and get my jersey dirty. I still got to come out because during the game, I may come out with some injuries, but the trophy's still there. <laughs> yeah, I may, I may go into the game and come out of it with some scars and some bruises, but I still won. A lot of us want to go through stuff and we want to come out so clean and polished like a trophy. No, 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 no. That ain't how that go. That ain't how that go. Maddie laughing at me. She's like, yeah. Because the reality is we win, but you still got to play the game. You still got to sit in the pot. You still got to sit in the pot and let God refine you. God is trying to refine us so we can withstand the pressure because it's the fire that improves. The fire improves us. It don't hurt us. It improves us. We desire the, so many random things. We desire, and some things are good, some things are bad. Some things that are good that we desire that we just aren't willing and ready to receive yet. We desire the power of God, but we won't step into the fire. We desire his blessings and his abundance, but we're not ready for that fire. <laughs> because every blessing comes with some heat. Remember I talked about a house? The heat is the mortgage. <laughs> Remember I talked about the car? The heat is the car note. And you got to pay it on time because the repo man will come see you with a smile on. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm here to get your car, actually. Excuse me. <laughs> I haven't had that happen to me because I don't want him to. So I'm going to pay my note. <laughs> I'm going to pay my car bill. So a lot of these things we want we're not really willing to step into the fire. We have the desire, but we're not willing to work with the fire. Refining is not for destroying, it's for improving, it's for to make new. We escape the fire because we think it's going to destroy us. But the scripture said, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your what? Heart. He'll give it to you, but you just gotta what? commit. It said, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And right after that, he said, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. I want to I break down commitment. Can I talk, down, can I talk about commitment, what, how commitment works and what it does for us? Listen, right, right, this is the first point. Commitment does three things. 
The commitment is the covering. The commitment is the covering. Y'all like, Pastor, I don't believe. Let me prove it to you. In the story that we were talking about, the Daniel, uh, Daniel uh, the Bible goes on to say that one of the astrologers of King Nebuchadnezzar came and talked to him, and he was talking about people who weren't bowing to this image. In Daniel uh, chapter 3, verse 12, it says, But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So as a reaction to that, in verse 13, the king uh, says, the, with furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. 14, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? It's a lot of eyes in here, ain't it? Yeah. So, 15, now when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, then very good. If you're willing to comply, then very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. You'll be thrown immediately. I'll talk about you immediately. I'll, 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 I'll lie on you immediately. I'll destroy your personality immediately if you don't do what I say. How many of us have dealt with people like that? Ooh, how many of us have been that person? Ooh, y'all want me to talk to y'all. Some of us have been that person. We have given people ultimatums, and if they don't listen to our ultimatum, I throw you in the furnace. But some of us have been, a lot of us have been, fell victim to people like that because we have been the person who's always trying to say, stay peaceful or this, that, and the third. And they say, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. And it's hot in there. <laughs> What's your furnace that you don't want to get thrown into? Th think about that for me. What's the furnace you don't want to get thrown into? You don't like confrontation? You don't want to get thrown into that, 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 uh, that furnace? I don't like arguing with people. I just want to comply. I'll fall on my knees and bow down to the image. I'll comply. Don't throw me in the fiery furnace. If you know me, I do not mind <laughs> confliction. <laughs> I love a good conflict. <laughs> I'm laughing at me. Yeah, I'm not scared of conflict. Because if you aren't willing, because conflict is based on bad communication. <laughs> so if I'm not willing to have conflict resolution with you, then that means I'm not willing to become a better person or better yet, try to talk about the situation. Maybe I did say something offensive that I didn't know was offensive, so let's talk about it. But because I don't want no conflict, you right. <laughs> Am I preaching today? Yeah, we, we don't want to deal with that furnace. We're scared. No, 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 no. Let's talk. <laughs> I want to know what I said that was so offensive. I want to know. And you know what's the beauty about conflict revolution, resolution? There's a resolution. <laughs> There's a resolution that comes out of it. 
Con it's not called conflict. Conflict, it's called conflict resolution. Something can be created out of it. Okay, I said something that was offensive to you, and you don't, let me explain why I said what I said. You got this reaction from me because you actually said something that made me mad. So now we're just barking at each other. Isn't it amazing if Christians would just rise up and say, hey, how about we just talk about some of this stuff? But we too busy talking about some, I'm a Christian, I don't deal with all this foolishness. Uh-uh, Jesus did. Jesus took a knee and wrote in the sand. But we're not willing to have a conversation. Ooh, y'all okay? <laughs> y'all like, hmm, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. No, this, we're not going to come to YA and not have real conversations. We're not going to log on our computer and not have real conversations. Yeah, what am I scared about conflict for? Because conflict is my furnace. And if I don't if I don't comply with what King Nebuchadnezzar is saying, he's going to throw me into the fiery furnace. But the crazy thing about this is, what did I say? Commitment is a covering. So if the Bible goes on to say that in Daniel 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. I love when people get smart with other people. <laughs> 17, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from the God we serve, the God that we pray to, the God that we lift our hands up, the God that we say you are more than a conqueror. That God, if that God delivers us into the fire, he will also deliver us out of it. He will allow it to happen, Paige, but he also will allow me to get out of it. Man, isn't it good to know that God allows some things, but he allows them so that you can win? Because the commitment is a what? A covering. It's a covering. The same God that will deliver us into the fire will also deliver us from it. But here's what I love about verse 18. But even if he does not, this is the commitment. The commitment wasn't saying, oh, God will do it. He'll do it. I expect him to know. The commitment was like, even if he don't do it, we want you to know, your majesty. Ooh, I feel some, some smartness. We want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you set up. Man, this commitment is so tight. They said, listen, that's cool. You can throw us in there. If God gave it, put us in this situation, he must going to do something with it. But if he doesn't, commitment steps in. If he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down to you. Well, no, we, we, what, do what do we say? We're not about that life. Yeah, you can put us in the situation. And the God that delivered us into it will deliver us out of it. But if he doesn't, my commitment is so strong to God that I'm still not going to bow down. I'm still not. Yeah, my commitment to my own mental health is so strong, I'm not going to bow down if people try to make me feel bad about going to, to a, a psychiatrist. I'm committed to my mental health. I'm committed to my peace. I protect my peace. I have to protect my peace, even as a pastor, because my peace can be so easily compromised because all I deal with it's people. Anybody else deal with people all the time? Yeah. 
you better protect your peace. I, what do I tell everybody? Peace is expensive. It's expensive. How do we treat expensive stuff? Oh, hey, don't use that. <laughs> when I have on my good shoes, these shoes are expensive. I'm not, I can't step in dirt with these. <laughs> I can't crease them. <laughs> Come on, sneaker culture. Yeah, I can't crease these because these cost something. My peace is expensive. It cost, I have cried for this peace. I was crying all night long when I was a kid, and now that I'm a grown woman, a grown man, now that I got this peace, I can't let you compromise it. It's expensive. It's expensive. Y'all don't let, any, ladies, y'all don't let anybody use your really good curling iron. <laughs> when you go to a function, <laughs> why did I just say a function? When you go to something and, oh, and y'all like, oh, yeah, girls, I bring my curling iron. You ain't bringing your best curling iron. The best curling iron is for you. You're like, here y'all go. <laughs> and it's two, inches, it's two uses away from being burnt up to a crisp. <laughs> That's what y'all do. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> yes, it was expensive. Treat your peace the same way. We put so much emphasis on protecting material things, but when it comes to spiritual, anything and everything can have access to us. Anything and everything. We don't protect ourselves because we expect God to protect us. That's not the commitment. Yes, the same God who will allow me to get into a depressive state will also bring me out, but if he doesn't, commitment, I can help myself out. How do I help myself out? I open up and start reading about myself. I start reading some scriptures over me. Because I heard a preacher say, some of the best sermons that God has ever spoken in the Bible, he didn't talk. Yeah, silent sermons. When God just allows you to sit in silence and let you think on things. We don't like the sound of silence because we feel like, oh man, I, I'm in my own head. I'm, I'm caught with my own thoughts. But if we had a commitment with God, that commitment would start kicking in and say, you know what? Last time I was here, I was really in a low place. But this time, since I got a commitment with God, let me crack open this book and start speaking some stuff over me. Because I, I, I'm struggling, but I know some scriptures that can help me. Yeah. Commitment, y'all. Commitment. The commitment is a covering. Y'all, they were willing to be burnt for their commitment. Their desire was so strong. Their desire to please God was so strong that they said, throw us in because we not bowing. Man, what are we desiring <laughs> that we won't burn for? Oh, I'm a priest today. I told y'all. Yeah, what are we desiring that we not even willing to step? Woo. It's too hot. Yeah. We want all our family members to be saved, but... <laughs> can, can I talk about it, Antoine? Yeah, yeah. We want all the money in the world, but we just keep buying. <laughs> we want the perfect mate but we keep having sex with, oh, yeah. It, it, 
Y'all, we can't come here and just be like, oh, praise the Lord. No, let's talk. Let's talk. We want somebody who's perfect, but we just slip. Yeah, we want all these things, but we're not desiring to burn for them. We're not willing to step into the fire. I asked God one day, I was, I was just revisiting while I was writing this, script, this, uh, this sermon. I was like, man, God, I asked for all these things, and some of them have come to pass, and some of them haven't come to pass, and God, like, why ain't they come? You ever just ask God, like, why ain't them things happen? You know what he told me? Because you're not willing to burn for it. I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, I would give it to you if you were willing to burn for it. I'm asking God, God, will, will, you, will you help me uh, try to find new ways to, to, to influence young adults and how to preach better sermons? He was like, well, is you willing to burn for it? You willing to burn for it? And the burning was for me to start going deeper into the Word. Not just reading the Scripture and be like, oh, I can preach from that. Anybody can do that. But to actually dive into the Scripture is where you get deeper revelation. The more you dive, listen, it's just like water. The deeper you dive, the more submerged you are into the pool. Pastor Michael Todd was just preaching about he's sick of kiddie pool Christians. And he had a kiddie pool on stage, and he was dumping in like this and jumping in like that. And it was funny because he was doing all this stuff. But y'all, this us. <laughs> yeah, when the water get too hot or the fire get too hot, whoo, let me get out of here. <laughs> let me go back to being my old self because being pure is way too hard. I still want to have sex with everybody. <laughs> yeah, saving my money is too hard. I don't want to tithe. I'm going to go over here. Is this real? Yeah, the reality is this stuff we don't even want to burn for. We want everything underneath the sun, but we won't even go through the trials and tribulations to get it. We won't even step into the ring to get it. They were willing to burn for this stuff. When you commit just check this out, because commit, the commitment is a covering. When you commit to reading a devotional daily, your commitment creates a covering. When you commit to reading a devotional every day, that creates a covering. When you commit to tithing, that creates a covering. When you commit to the will of God for your life, that creates a covering. When you commit to not having sex before marriage and being pure, that creates a covering. Creates a covering. When you commit to reading your word, when times get tough, you'll remember scriptures that helped you in the time of need. That's the covering. Y'all with me now? Yeah, when you commit to tithing, when life gets rough and you broke, God remembers that, that you gave to the storehouse. He's going to supply your every need. That's the covering. It came from the commitment. When you commit to not, to, having premarital, to not having premarital sex, I don't know why I keep talking about this, but not having premarital sex, you know what happens? Because of your purity, you save yourself for somebody who you actually were supposed to be with. And better yet, you save yourself from multiple heartbreaks. And it ain't just ladies, it's fellas too. We're just too dumb to admit it. 
Because culture has demanded that we be masculine and manly. I have sex with everybody. I do this with everybody. And inside, we are rotting away because we're trying to find ourselves in every woman. Yeah, it ain't just for ladies. It's for men. We find we hopping around trying to find ourselves in every woman. Ladies, we, 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 we hopping around trying to find ourselves in every man. And they don't even deserve us. Don't even deserve it. But y'all, check this. Just because you made the mistake before don't mean you have to continue to make it. There's this thing called forgiveness. Forgiveness. I don't know why the Lord wants me to stay on this. There's forgiveness for this stuff. It's forgiveness for Y'all, we all fall down, but we got to get up. God forgives us when we bring it to him. When we say, God, please forgive me, I repent, and you go through the prayer and everything like that. He, re- he receives your forgiveness. That's why he sent Jesus. He wants to see your commitment to him because God honors commitment. Y'all, when you commit to these things, it creates a covering. Check this out, chapter 9, um, verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than the usual and commanded some of his strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The fire gets hot sometimes. The heat get turns up sometimes, y'all. In life, the heat get hot sometimes. God, I committed to your word. But I feel empty because the heat is up now. God, I, I committed to paying my tithes, but I'm broke because the heat gets turned up sometimes. God, God, I committed, I committed to, to not having sex before marriage. I committed to, to, to not do this and not do that, but I, I feel pressured. By the culture, <laughs> I feel pressure by the culture to do the busted challenge and do all this stuff. I feel pressure by the culture to, to over-sexualize myself for attention. I feel pressure because my commitment doesn't feel like it's cashing out. Check this out, though. Write this point down. The commitment cashes out. Woo! The commitment cashes out. Can I prove it to you that the commitment cashes out. Verse 21, so these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. So not only is the heat hot, but now I got to be tied up to these things. I got to be tied up to my thoughts. I got to be tied up to my fears. I can't just be in the furnace. I got to be tied up too, so I can't even move or escape it. And the Bible says this, 22, the king's command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot that the flames killed the soldiers 
that were taking Shadrach and Meshach down to the fire. It killed them. The heat consumed them. The heat destroyed them because everybody that comes with you won't make it out. Everybody that comes with you on this journey, can I talk about friends for a minute? Some of these friends we got right now ain't going to make it out of the furnace because they weren't meant to. Yeah, they're not going to make it through the fire of our dreams because they weren't meant to. It killed them. Some of our dreams and our goals in life are going to kill people. Not really. But internally, oh, how can I explain this? Listen, you ever tell somebody a dream that you had and you want to do this, that, and the third, and they'd be like, like the, like the stomach flu face, like, she crazy. <laughs> yeah, because they can't handle the heat that comes with your dream. They can't handle the heat that comes with the God-given purpose in your life. So if they can't handle it, let them burn. I'm not turning down the heat on my dream for nobody. I'm not turning down my goals for nobody to make anybody feel better. If you can't kick it with me, there's the door. It's not that we're not cool, but I'm not going to allow you to speak death over something that God has already put life into. Yeah, God already planted this seed. I'm not going, no, 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 no. I protect this seed. I'm not going to let somebody speak ill will over what God has given me. Pastor's talking about God-given dreams and God-sized dreams right now. I'm not going to let anybody destroy what God has planted in me. My commitment is too strong to God. My commitment is a what? It's a covering, and my commitment cashes out. So they threw them into this furnace, and it killed the jokers who went down there with them. The heat of the commitment was so hot, everybody didn't make it. Everybody that started with them didn't make it. And it was so easy. Ugh. It was so easy in this moment to be like, God, where you at? Can I, for real, God, where you at? God, I said out loud that I trust you and I believe you, but yet I'm walking down to the furnace. God, I, I said that I believe you. I said I believe you. I said I trust you. I said that if, if, if they don't want me, if they don't believe, uh, God, God, I said that they can throw us in there. I said that to look tough. Well, when the commitment came, it was easy to be like, but God, where are you at? I did everything that sounded right. Commitment goes way past words. <laughs> Commitment comes into action. And when it comes into action, God wants to see what we're going to do with it. Because God already knows that his commitment cashes out. He wants to see what we're going to do with our commitment. We got the desire. Ooh, can we deal with that fire? So, the commitment catches out. Check this. Verse 24 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet. <laughs> it said he leaped to his feet in amazement. He said, uh, Weren't there three men that we tied up into the fire? Y'all, 
this is where it starts to get good. He said, weren't there three men that we tied up in the fire? And they're like, yes, sir. He says, why do I see four? Can I, can I say something prophetically? There are some things that you were in a fire with and you were trying to figure out, God, where you at? He was standing right beside you. When that person left you, he was standing right beside you. When that person talked about you, he was standing right beside you. When the dream felt like it was about to die, he was standing right beside you. He never left. And look at God. Certainly, your majesty, verse 25, messed me up. I have read this scripture so many times, and I missed this page. I missed this. Look, I see four men, and I was hyped. Oh, it's the Holy Ghost. But what else does it say? Walking around in the fire. I came to tell somebody, you've been walking around in some fires that were supposed to kill you, but because God stayed with you, you were able to walk around in what was supposed to consume you. You were able to walk around and step proudly and say that I am protected because I have a commitment that cast out. I was thinking about, I got to talk about you. I was thinking about Paige and Ivan. Y'all, y'all don't even realize what happened in 2020. People were starting businesses and trying to get money and trying to do this, that, and the third. And what you were thrown into, the fire, it should have consumed you. 2020 had a lot of people broke. But now you are walking around every single day slinging teas, slinging shakes, because Jesus was in the fire with you. Is this good, y'all? Y'all, Jesus is in the fire. Put it in the chat, Jesus in the fire. Jesus is in the fire. And when Jesus is in the fire, check this, this is so important. They were in the fire with Jesus. They were in the fire with God, with the Holy Spirit. It didn't say that they were still walking around by themselves and God was on the outside protecting them. This is the misconception that we get. We think we can rock around the fire by ourselves and still be safe. We think we can rock around in the flames of life in the hard time and say, oh, it's going to be okay. But until you invite God into the situation, it's not going to be okay. You will be consumed. But what I love about the scripture, it says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire unbound and unharmed. Unbound and unharmed. Not only am I going to walk around 2021 free, but I'm going to walk around unbound and unharmed. That's how I'm walking around. Yeah, 2020, it was a fiery furnace, but I'm going to walk around in 2021 unharmed and unbound. Unharmed and unbound. What, what, what is God trying to show us? What, what is God trying to show us? Commitment is potent. Commitment is one of the best super weapons that we have. Commitment to God? Anything that's for me can't be against me. Yo, 
they were walking around. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yea, though I walk. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I walk through the fire unbound and unharmed. I want somebody to put it in the chat prophetically in here say, I'm walking through 2021 unharmed and unbound. I'm walking free, unbound and unharmed. I'm not worried about the flames of 2020. I'm focused on walking in 2021 unharmed and unbound. Minister for me. The commitment, that's three things. The commitment is a covering. The commitment cashes out. But let me read verse... 27 to you. The satraps and perfects, perfect prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded them around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know how life has treated you, not just 2021. I don't know how life has treated you, period. But nobody can see it on you. (laughs) Nobody can smell it on you. Nobody can even notice that you went through it. Isn't it good to know that we serve a God that will leave us unblemished while in the fire? He's going to allow the flame to come. He's going to allow the heat to rise. But nobody will be able to tell but you. And you won't smell it. You'll think you feel it. Yeah. The Bible never said that the fiery furnace wasn't hot. It said it was turned up. So it doesn't mean that those guys didn't feel the heat. It just meant that they would not be harmed. I can't even tell somebody that. I'm not saying that you won't feel the heat of the pressures of the world and the pressures of what's going on in your life and the pressures of of what's going on around you and inside of you. I'm just saying that you won't be harmed. You won't be harmed. God allowed it to happen. And since he allowed it, the same God that allowed it will be the same God to bring us. So commitment is a covering. Commitment cashes out. Verse 28, this is so important. The whole sermon means nothing if we don't pay attention to this. 28, the Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels and rescued his servants. They trust in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives than serve or worship any god except their own. 29, this is, this, this is the moment. Therefore, I, King Nebuchadnezzar, decree 
that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, anybody that says anything against the God of Page, against the God of Lauren, against the God of Stephen, anybody that says anything against the God, let them be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble. For no other God can save in this world. Point three, the commitment creates transformation. The commitment creates transformation. You see, it's easy for us to be like, oh yeah, I'm walking around in the fire. I'm walking around, no, no, no. The reason you're in the fire is so that whoever is from the outside looking in, because Nebuchadnezzar was from the outside looking into the fiery furnace. That's when he said, I see four men instead of three. When you have people who are from the outside looking into your fiery furnace, and then you tell them, I made it out because God that I have a commitment to. It creates transformation. Y'all hear that? It creates transformation. I want you to think about when you were lost and when you found out about Jesus, how'd you find out about him? Some of us found out about him through somebody else's fiery furnace and we said surely if he can do it for them he can do it for me so tell me about this Jesus you speak of come to me all ye who are heavy laden and burdened that's what Jesus said the commitment creates transformation God, my desire is to create an atmosphere where you can be encountered. That was my desire this year. I said, God, I'm willing to burn for this. I'm willing to burn for an atmosphere, not because of my preaching, but because of my obedience and my commitment to God to allow him to use me I said, God, I want an atmosphere where young adults, whoever's watching online, I don't care if you're old, I don't care if you're young, I don't care if you're watching this 40 years from now. I wanted an atmosphere where if you click online or step into this house, you feel the matchless presence of God. You feel a transformation happening in you by the time you step outside these doors. I said, God, I'm willing to burn for it. And you know what he did? He gave me this word. Y'all, this word, and it was so funny to me. It was so funny to me. I was watching, I was watching Pastor Ferdy, and he preached a sermon that he wrote three years ago. I was putting things down in my phone. I was like, Lord, what you want me to preach about in 2021? Back in December. Because I was getting married in December. I wasn't doing no more preaching. <laughs> no more preaching, Lord. I'm trying to get married and everything's stressful, COVID-19. But I'm married. <laughs> Y'all, it could be easy for me to fall victim to the flames 
of what was going on to me and my wife in December. Y'all, that was a fiery furnace. We had to cancel almost everything. Paige, we had, we had to cancel almost everything. Y'all, we have no music. We have no DJ. We couldn't dance at this thing. But you know what was brought out of the refining period? A marriage. Yeah, yeah a marriage. I was still able to walk down this exact aisle. Well, not me walk down. I came out from this side. <laughs> me and my dude, Ivan. We walked out right here. And my dude, uh, Stephen. We walked out right here. So it was good that I was afflicted, Paige. It was good that I was up trying to freaking out, trying to be strong for my fiance at the time, not knowing that it was refining me how to be strong for my wife. Refining. Yeah, we think this is all about blessings. No, 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 y'all. This is about being refined in the fire of the refiner. I walked out, I stepped out right here, walked up these steps, married my wife, walked out, went out and took pictures and did all these things, had a wedding in the middle of a pandemic. I was still able to say, I do. And I meant it because I had walked through the fiery furnace with my Shadrach and my Meshach and my Abednego. I was able to stand in the flames with, them, with her and say, you know what? It's hot, but he's in the fire. And you know what it did? You know what? Because remember, commitment creates transformation. It changed the way that I saw marriage. And it changed the way that some of my friends started to see marriage. I said, if you did that, we can definitely do this. It made some of my other friends want to get married. Been dating for years. I'm like, you know what? I think I want to get married. Because commitment creates transformation. Everybody stand on their feet. Some of us need a fresh refining. Some of us need a fresh refining. What does that mean? Some of us need to hop into the fire and say, Lord, refine me. Refine me. God, allow the heat to be turned up to the point where I feel it, but you're molding me to be better. Refine me. Refine me. There's a song called Refiner. And the words are so beautiful. It says, I want to be tried by fire. Purified. You take whatever you desire. Yeah. Lord, here's my I want to burn for you. So I want us to lift that up today. I want to be tried by fire, purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. I want to be tried by fire. 
there's a desire. And God said in his word that he will give us the desires of our heart. So I want you to get that desire. But tonight, I want us to let God know, God, I'm willing to burn for it. I'm willing to burn for it, God. Hear the desires of my heart, God. Hear the desires of my heart. Hear it in my tears while they're coming down my face. Hear it in my mind while I'm wrestling with it. Hear it in my heart. God, I have a desire, but this time, I'm willing to burn. God is tired of us standing outside of the refinery. He says, step in. Step in. It's going to get hot, but I am here with you. God is saying, I know your desire, but show me your fire. I know your desire, but show me the fire. Show me that you'll wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning to pray about it. Show me that you'll write it down in your journal. Show me the fire in your heart. Show me the fire. Show me the gumption. Show me that you're willing to fight for it. Show me something. Show me the commitment. So tonight, I just want us to raise our hands in the name of Jesus. God, we are raising our hands as a sign of sacrifice. God, clean our hands, purify our hearts, because we want to burn for you. We want to burn for you. We have a desire in our hearts and in our minds. Tonight we're saying we're willing to step into the fire. We know it may be hot, but we're going to walk around unharmed and unbound in the name of Jesus. And we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate with a hand clap. We're going to celebrate with a shout because I'm willing to burn for it. I'm willing to step in the fire. I'm willing to 